Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. My name is Paul Hahn, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Murray has been taking us through The Secret of the Throne of Grace, in which Murray has been concentrating on the intimate connection between the throne of God and of the Lamb, and the abundant grace and love that is bestowed on us when we pray. Today, we'll be looking at the reading from July 21st called Christ's Love for Us. The verse of the day is from John 15, 9, which says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Now, I love that this scripture is from the section in John that our annual church verse is from. As some of you may know or remember, our annual verse this year is John 15, 5, which says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. And so this whole section is talking about our relationship with God and with Jesus and uses the metaphor of the vine to do so. And throughout this illustration, the encouragement is that Jesus's relationship with God the Father is the model or paradigm for the type of relationship that we should desire to have with Jesus as his disciples and as his followers. Throughout this section, we see that abiding or remaining in Jesus is related to obedience. However, in verse 9, we see that this obedience is not just blindly following instructions by rote, but instead it's relational and intimate. It's rooted in God's love, in Jesus's love for us. And we're able to remain in Christ, and we should want to remain in Christ, not because we have to, but because of our love for him and because he first loved us. And it also shows us that we have a part to play in it, just like in any real relationship, that God, of course, will lavishly, graciously, unendingly, unconditionally, and abundantly pour out his love upon us, but we also have to receive it and choose to remain in it. And it's not a love that's forced upon us, but we get to choose to remain in it through obedience. And it makes me wonder that, could it be that obedience to God is actually an acknowledgement that God's commands are rooted in his great love for us and leads us to want to obey? And that the greatest way to show love to God, to worship him, is to obey in order to look more like Christ in righteousness and holiness. Murray reminds us that part of remaining in God's love is to love one another as Christ loves us. And in fact, this is even one of our Mariner's Church values as well, to love others as Christ loves us. And this is pretty significant when we consider that The Father's love is everlasting, unchanging, perfect, unconditional, divine. That's the kind of love that we are asked to love each other with. The kind of love that we are commanded to love our enemies with. 
the kind of love that is only possible because of and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Murray says that this kind of love is not merely a feeling or a blessed experience, but a living divine power flowing from the Father to the Son to the hearts of his disciples and so streaming forth to the whole world. Jesus sets the example and the standard of loving the Father through obedience. Obedience even to the point of death on a cross. Obedience to even loving those who persecuted and cursed him and nailed him to the cross. So perhaps our understanding of God's love needs to be corrected or recalibrated at the very least. Have we become selfish and self-centered in our view of God's love? You see, do we only consider that God is loving when we get what we want or ask for? And then do we end up questioning his love for us should the things that we pray for don't happen? Or is the invitation today to recognize that God's love isn't just about us being happy or living in abundance or having no problems, but instead it might be in the opportunities that he presents to us to surrender, that we would surrender to the point of taking up our own cross to die to ourselves, that maybe his love for us is when he presents opportunities for us to look more like Jesus in our humility, in our sacrifice, in our serving others, in loving others, to have a spirit-powered love that surpasses understanding. You know, I think I for sure am guilty of viewing, viewing God's love for me only insofar as I can receive his blessings. But that's even a skewed reality and definition of what I consider a blessing because do I consider and view a challenging circumstance or a painful relationship as a blessing? When it could be a blessing if I see them as opportunities for the spirit to grow my perseverance or to allow me to display a peace that confounds the world or to deepen my faith that God is still in control and seated on the throne even when I don't understand, or even the ability to love someone with a supernatural love even when they've hurt me because I know that that's what Jesus would do. So I think there's an invitation for me today, for us today, to rethink what a blessing looks like, to redefine what God's love for us could look like. And that ultimately, maybe, the greatest love is when we're able to look more like Jesus and to reflect Christ's love for me towards others. Because, you see, while I, while we were still enemies of God, Christ died for us. And so am I willing to even sacrifice to serve those who have wronged me? Let's pray this prayer together today. Thank you, Lord, for the love with which you atoned for my sin. Work within me a love that overflows to the people around me and to those who do not know you. Amen. 
Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.